Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Hang Out. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise, and we'd like to start with all of our events that are coming up this week, starting with Buffy Trivia Night this Thursday. There's two of them. You do not want to miss out. We're going to have, once again, we have an East Coast edition and a West Coast edition, so that time zone-wise, everyone has one that they can join. So they're going to be starting at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. You're going to want to study up, because there are some tough questions in here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Lee's going to get all of you hardcore Buffy fans. We're coming for you. <laughs> May 23rd, we're going to be doing a live Should Have Been Gay episode at Quarantine Con with Tag Magazine and Fairy Gay Mother Media. And if you don't know who Fairy Gay Mother Media is, take then a wild take a wild guess. Get out. Who are you even? <laughs> Dana Pickley is Fairy Gay Mother Media, and it makes me so happy. So we'll be doing a Should Have Been Gay live there. So come hang out and help support Tag Magazine and keeping them running. And then the week after that, we just, we can't stop, won't stop. We are going to keep bringing you this sweet, sweet queer content all through this whole lockdown. (laughs) So we, on May 28th, we are going to be having yet another trivia night. This one is going to be L Word and Generation Q trivia. Uh, Once again, 6.30 Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, so... You, you better start studying up on, on all of those seasons. There's a lot of them. There's a lot. And if you've been to any of our trivia nights before, you are more than welcome to come to this one again. We are going to come up with new questions for L- the L Word and Generation Q because we want this to be a crazy packed event. So we'll see you there. <laughs> In the greater Les universe, it feels like there this is a rough week for the, the Les. So much sadness. But we're going to try to make it positive. So, yes. To start, let's start with the bad. Three of the lesbian bars in New York City, which are some of the only lesbian bars left in the country, are struggling to stay open Henrietta Hudson, Ginger's, and the Cubbyhole. They've all put together their own GoFundMes. Cubbyhole has already made their goal, they've made about $50,000. So, that is positive. Thank you, queer community, for rallying together to pull some money together for the cubbyhole. However, Henrietta Hudson only has about $15,000 right now, and I know personally they've hosted some of our L Word Trivia Nights. Their owner, Lisa, is an amazing human being. She has been (laughs) very, very supportive to us, and I know to the queer community in New York City for a very long time. So if you can donate, I just donated $50, as much as I could give. My entire paycheck is going <laughs> right back into queer shit. But you know what? They all deserve that's it. That's how we roll. And that's what know? we need to be doing. Ginger's as well in Brooklyn. I've never been to Ginger's, but I've heard it's 
a blast. I'm sure it is. So we need to band together to keep these lesbian and queer-identified people strongholds strong. Strong. And speaking of keeping those strongholds strong, uh, we also know how important queer media is to us and to so many of you, which is why we are going to be taking some of the proceeds from our events that we're hosting, the virtual events that we are doing. Some of you know if you've been to our events before, we usually pick a charity to donate to. A lot of our events going on right now, we're going to be taking the proceeds that we donate to charities and we're going to be donating those to the TAG magazine fundraiser. TAG also is, you know, trying to stay afloat through all of this. They have a great fundraising campaign going on right now with a lot of cool swag. I know someone just bought already the package that we put in, which was a Renegade Covers package. There is so much other cool stuff that's on there. You can find all of it at supporttagmagazine.com. They are a great queer women of color owned media company that you should definitely support. They've been hugely supportive of us and we love them all and we really, really want to help keep them afloat. So check it out, supporttagmagazine.com. And to add on to the sadness, why are we doing this to ourselves? Oh my God, this is the worst this week in the wisdom I think we've ever done. We should have put something I'm happy I know, I'm so sorry, my friends. We have to talk somber news cara delavine and ashley benson have split the day the left died <laughs> the, day the music died they couldn't make it through quarantine their sex swing wasn't enough i'm not sure that was actually the official Every statement sex swing must come <laughs> to an end <laughs> oh, it is sad news it is it is quite sad news we are broken up about it but we are the somber mayors of somber town bringing you this news but we yes. felt it important to share to make sure that everyone is is aware And I guess in positive news, they're both back on the market. (laughs) (laughs) Get out there, ladies. Get out there. That's our positive spin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's been This Week in the Lesdom. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. And welcome to our 46th installment of Shoulda Been Gay. Oh, it was fun. It was great. But it should have been a little dark. And in this week's episode, we want you to know that, psychologically speaking, vengeance rarely brings the catharsis we hope for. It's true. <laughs> it's so true. It is. It's, that's right. We are going to be talking about the very recent 2020 smash hit, Birds of Prey. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is one of my favorite movies ever. Also, it is gay. Period. It is gay. We're certainly going to talk about our decision to cover this as a, as a should have been gay, yes. But you had to know it was coming one way or another, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was the gay film of 2020. It's pretty darn gay. Yes. I'm and so yet excited. also not. But could be gayer. So that's why we're here, friends. Yes. <laughs> that's why we are going to dig into the few actual queer things in the movie, but also all of the low-hanging gay fruit that so was much right gay there fruit. for the taking that they just they just left there so you know we're gonna get into it let's do it okay as always we're gonna start with our imdb synopsis as follows after splitting with the joker harley quinn joins superheroes black canary huntress and renee montoya to save a young girl from an evil crime lord i love that synopsis it is accurate but i'm just cracking up it's like Superhero name, Black Canary, Huntress, Renee Montoya. Renee Montoya. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Renee couldn't get a cool superhero name? Mm, She needs one. I know. Maybe one of these days. Maybe she has one in the comics. I I will be honest and say I have never read the comics yet, so... uh, so I know. Me either. Does she have one in the comics? I hope so. She deserves one. But also, Renee Montoya is a badass name in in and of itself, so... She's a badass broad, you know. 
Sorry, before we start with our gay synopsis, I just want to say, number one, this movie is gay, and I appreciate the gay that they gave us with Renee and her ex. We'll get into it. Actually, no, I need to talk about it after. I'm sorry, but I'm getting too much. <laughs> she in- tried to restrain herself. She I was can't so restrain myself. Renee Montoya is the queer lead we want, and yes. Harley Quinn is the queer lead we need. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So that's it. The episode's done. That's Bye, it. everyone. <laughs> I was like, that wasn't even my gay synopsis, but that was a good gay synopsis. It was a good gay synopsis. What's your gay synopsis, Lee? My gay synopsis is a motley crew of queer women adopt a young dykeling and beat the snot out of every man around them in this hot misandrist extravaganza of chaos. Yes. Wow, so many big words. I love it. I, you know, I think the thing is, the real name of the movie, I mean, we're going to keep calling it Birds of Prey, but the full name of the movie is Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. And so I felt like my gay synopsis had to really capture the spirit of the full De-emancipation. title of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's what I was going for in my gay synopsis. I love it. I feel like we're on the same wavelength here. Because... <laughs> we almost never are. Yeah, right? <laughs> my gay synopsis is, gay magnetism at its finest. Four queer women are all brought together to kick some ass, take care of their surrogate childs, and eat tacos. <laughs> oh, I have my I have t- notes on the tacos as well. <laughs> I was watching this. I was watching this today, actually. And I saw it in theaters. This was my second watching. And I was watching it and everything is gay. Like these characters are just gay. But once they're all together, I was like, damn, I want more of this. Like it happens in like the final like 10 minutes of the film. And I was like, shit, I wanted all four of them together for like three hours. Yes. Yeah. I just want to watch them at the taco place. For, like, a full feature-length movie. That's I all. would be down for that. Yeah. yeah. The chemistry is off the charts. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it really is. So let's give the movie its due, though. Before we dive into The Should Have Been Gay, let's talk a little bit more about Renee Montoya, who is gay. I mean, it's so hard. There's a lot of movies, actually, where we're sort of stuck on the fence between do we consider it a less central or do we consider it... I should have been gay. gay where, yeah. do, where do we cover it on the podcast? Birds of Prey kind of kind of toes falls the right. line. Yeah, yeah, it's super. It leans one way, it leans the other. So here's what we want to say: Renee Montoya is gay, or at least queer. Um, they don't explicitly state her sexuality at any point in the movie, but we do know she has an ex girlfriend. We see her ex girlfriend in the movie, played by Ali Wong. Love it. And that is that is stated. They dated, they say it out loud. Uh, yes. And that's not nothing. No. Okay, also, one quick note about Renee Montoya. It's my only small little lesbian rabbit hole for this movie, is Renee Montoya is played by an actress named Rosie Perez, who describes herself as quasi-straight. So not only do we actually have a actual gay character in the movie, um, but she's also played by a somewhat queer woman so hey rosie perez is an icon and i found this really great article of her describing how she's quasi straight and the whole article is uh, a past lesbian relationship that she had when she was in middle school i guess um with a girl named michelle because quote all i wanted to do was hump her And I suppressed the urge and suppressed the urge and suppressed the urge until Michelle one day started humping on me. So I just want to throw it out for that beautiful coming out story. What an icon. What an icon. Rosie Perez, everyone. Oh my God. 
when you said hump, I was not expecting the word hump. <laughs> You're welcome. You're that, welcome for that. That's wow, my little that. lesbian rabbit hole. I just had to make sure that we covered that. And if you didn't catch this, there's another moment at the beginning of the film in the title sequence where Harley's talking about her sexual history and her broken hearts and there's like a slot machine that's going with harley and then all of her like all the time she's had her heart broken mm-hmm. and it's like guy guy girl switch like to something new yes. so they are still giving a nod to harley's bisexuality which we know is canon in the comics so i appreciate all of that i was watching it today and i was like this is a queer movie the directors like the people who put together this movie I think, no, like, it's gay. Even some of the characters where they don't explicitly say they're gay, like, this movie is gay. I like to believe, and I'm choosing to believe, that they are building up the Harley Quinn movie that we all want. Harley and Ivy. Harley and Poison Ivy eventually and actually make her queer on screen. I believe that, and I'm holding on to that in my heart of hearts. They are setting it up. Like, they did set it up. I have faith. I think so. I have faith. I think so. That's what I'd like to believe, especially because I know she said she wants to do it. Oh my god. I I am going to have a heart attack when that film comes out. It's going to be a lot. And if it does happen, that will 100% be all essentials. But the thing is, for Birds of Prey, there is still so much that is not explicitly made queer that we need to talk about because it's all, there's a lot. There's a a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Do you like how that sentence came out? It's a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is. It it is. is. And I'm going to start by saying it's a lot. With From the very top of the movie, I would like to say, here's a movie that it's the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. And we start kicking off that emancipation with a bang. She and the Joker have broken up. She wants a fresh start. Mm-hmm. She is going to reinvent Harley Quinn and refind the new her. And how does she do that? She blows up the Acme plant and walks away triumphantly with a rainbow explosion of disaster behind her with her big rainbow arm frills and her rainbow glitter socks and her rainbow very short nails. And uh, I'm just going to say this is a queer awakening. That's all. So even before she blows up Acme... Everything she wears is gay. Before she blows it up, there's also, she does roller derby. Mm-hmm. Gay. And at that roller derby tournament, Cassandra is there, the little girl, is there watching our baby gay. Right? Baby what gay. baby gay has not, like, hung out at the roller derby <laughs> trying to get a glimpse of all the older gay women. But, like, the amount of times she's in, and I know colors are Harley Quinn's thing, but, like, rainbow colors... It's, there's a lot of like, rainbow in, blue in and the red opening sequences. are mostly her colors. You didn't have to go for the rainbow, but you did. And I appreciate that. There's so did. much rainbow. There's It's, it's so a lot. Good. Plus, if we're going to talk about her predominant color scheme, because this is another thing that I loved in this movie because it slaps you in the face with it. I know we just talked about this when we did our Should Have Been Gay on Sarah Burgess is a Loser. And one of the things that I love in Sarah Burgess is the by lighting. The bi lighting is so strong. It's so strong. And Birds of Prey is another instance where I have so many things that I've already marked out to go and find screen caps of for some of our graphics to post because 
everything about her is, is bi. bisexual mood. Yes. Her hair, I know, you know, her colors are the, the blue and red and white, but her hair, her pigtails are blue and pink. Mm. And when she busts into that police precinct and there's that great scene where she's going around. Oh my she's God, got I love little, the color like, gun. Bag, yes. Cannon gun. And the confetti. Thing, and... Uh, and she is shooting everyone, and there's just dust clouds exploding left and right. And there's this one fantastic scene where she hits two dudes, and there's one pink that just pfft, and then the blue one, and then she, like, you can't see her, and then she triumphantly, like, strides through this pink and blue cloud with, like, this giant grin on her face. And it is like a hard, hard bisexual masterpiece right there. Yes. Um, Everything so about that. Harley is bisexual masterpiece. Oh my god. Every, all, the whole movie, it's all throughout the movie. She is constantly in blue and pink by lighting everywhere. Yep. Um, there's the scene later on when they blow up her apartment and then she's standing outside. The neon yeah, lights yeah, yeah. on the building behind her, blue and pink. It is just blue and pink through and everywhere. through. They are slapping you in the face with how bisexual they are saying her up to be we're gonna have so many screen grabs of this and it's just crazy it's so crazy like it's so there it's right in your face it's so obvious and that is another reason that i'm sort of holding on to to getting harley bisexual harley down the line it's coming i feel it has to be that's why i'm saying like this movie it was there she's by like we uh, we know this and canonically we know she is i mean again it's why you get into a dicey territory doing this as a, as a should have been gay i'm like i eh, i want to be able to do it as the essentials and say it's really queer it's not but there's not enough there's not enough queer enough. for us to really take a less essentials but there's so much gay in this and there's so much untapped gay potential so I want to talk a little bit. I'm like, as we're like going sequentially. Oh, wait, sorry. Are we moving on to someone other than Harley, though? Yeah, but I mean, Harley, well, we could still talk about Harley. Okay, because I do have one other Harley is a disaster by comment that I just want to make real quick, which is I love how she's like, I can't decide if I'm a cat queer or a dog queer, so I'll get a hyena. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, you are such a disaster choose. by. I love it so much. Also in that hyena scene when the guy's like, I take payment in kind. And she's like, um, I'd rather not sleep with you. How about I just have this hyena eat you? How about how about we do that instead? Like I that works. Her. That works. The next like person we really see, because we we see Harley and we see her at the bar and we see all this other stuff. But the next like main character who's super gay besides Renee Montoya, um, because she's obviously gay, <laughs> is Black Canary. Oh, yes. And I hate Twitter and I love Twitter, but on Twitter, there were some like stupid troll men who were like, oh, like so many unattractive women all in this movie. Like, why would I ever want to see it? And I'm like, all the queer women of Twitter were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh like, my God. Just because you have hot women who wear pantsuits, they're right. not attractive to you. The second that Black Canary comes on stage, we're like, holy fuck. They're all so, so attractive. attractive. So, so attractive. attractive. Even with as crazy as Harley is. Yes, exactly. So attractive. So, and I just want to say, like, the outfits. This is, like, this is just overarching. So I'm just going to talk about all of Black Canary's outfits because they're all <laughs> fucking amazing while we're on Black Ellie's Canary. like, I have a bullet-pointed list of everything she yes. wears in this movie. So, Allow me to go through it point by point. Please well, first of all, you. her hair, her septum piercing, gay. We know this. That hair is hard gay. It's so, so gay. gay. She's always in a pantsuit. Like, always. The one pantsuit that kills me 
is the one where she's on the phone in the bathroom in that like blue striped pinstripe thing and like a, mm-hmm. a crop top shirt and high-waisted pants. And I'm like, where can I get this outfit and how can I be you? It's like this. I think the audience for this film makes it even more gay than the film itself is. Because like I would guarantee you majority of the people who saw this movie were queer women. <laughs> it's such like a gay thirst trap. It really, really is like these. And that's the thing. And you can tell by the response. These are not outfits that are picked to elicit the male gaze. Mm-hmm. Like these are outfits that queer women are going to lose their minds over. Yes. And they're in them the whole movie. It's so ridiculous. And Harley's outfits too. She like Margot Robbie literally was like, if we're doing this movie, like you're going to change my look. She was completely like, we're not doing what we did for the Suicide Squad. Here's how I want to look. And let's update Harley Quinn style to be disaster yes. by. Yes. Like, oh and my God. I love it. I love it. But so Black Canary saves Harley. And that's, I feel like, a big moment for the gay. Okay. It is, yes. But also, can we just take one quick second to mention that when we first meet Black Canary, she is singing her little heart oh, out. Oh, yes. Singing the classic, This is a Man's World. But it ain't nothing but it without a woman. Be nothing Mm-mm. without a woman or a girl. I just feel like we need to call out what they give us for, you know, for lyrical choices of what she sings. I could talk about the soundtrack to this movie for years. Oh, I've already listened to the soundtrack like multiple times. <laughs> Man's World, Hate Myself for Loving You is one of the first ones we hear. Joan Jett, gay. Uh, Hit Me With Your Best Shot at the end mm-hmm. is so freaking good. The whole soundtrack is also like a gay woman soundtrack. Every part of this they picked specifically to be super queer. But yes, Black Canary singing, singing her little heart out. Okay, then she saves Harley, then which yes, she also very Harley, important. Which also is very important. Because she did not really need to save Harley. No. She could have left. But she's like, ugh, I feel bad for this girl. And also, like, I'm sort of attracted to her. <laughs> and I don't want her face to get beat up. So I'll get my face beat up instead. And she beats the crap out of these two dudes. And it's pretty sexy. That's all I have to say. It's, it's not, not unattractive. No. Let's go with that. No. Then she goes home and she finds little baby gay Cassandra Kane in her apartment building. And this is, I love this scene because she literally gives her the like, it gets better speech. Mm-hmm. But it's like, not always going to be like this. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, I know. Foster parents are rough. Like, it's okay. It's not always going to be like this. Here's some money. Go, go get some food. Go watch a movie, kid. Every single one of these characters is like, taking care like you said like taking care of this little dykeling every single one of them sees something in cassandra who first of all we meet cassandra flat brim hat sweatshirt like roller derby yes like complete gay aesthetic and every one of the older female characters feel the need to take care of this child because they see themselves in her Mm -hmm. so there's like so much gay magnetism happening in this film so much Yes. Should we talk about this movie based on characters or like sequence of events? I was going to go with characters because I think I think there's more for each character if you trace them through the movie. Yeah. It really is. It's like the movie as a whole, it's not like a rom-commy like kind of 
vibe. It's just like, here are all of these characters who have so many moments, each of them, that kind of build up this queer identity yes. that never really goes anywhere. Black Canary, I think, absolutely is. You know, it's like you're seeing all of these moments like she has, you never see any interest in in men, really. In Roman, yes. Who, like, she's basically his pet. Right. But, like... Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a relationship. I love that it gets better speech. I love her uh, at the end, her and Huntress interacting in that whole final sequence. I just, I die. I die. Ugh, I, I ship cannot. Black Canary and Huntress so badly. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, maybe Black Canary and Harley. And then I'm like, wait, though. Like, yes. there is a lot of chemistry there. Well, and I think, too, Black Canary's whole storyline is literally, like, she's been held as a pet. All of these women are, like, coming into their own, right? Every single one of them is free from this heteronormative society by the end. And then they're each other's chosen family. They are breaking free of the shackles of male expectations of yes. them. I mean, 100%. Yes. And also, it's a whole movie about just a bunch of women, like, beating the shit out of every dude in the movie. Which I love. But yeah, I ship Black Canary and Huntress so badly. And also, while we're on this... Um, let's just discuss Huntress because... Oh my god, yeah. Can we can we switch to Helena for a little bit? Helena is the gayest one in the whole film. <laughs> I love the first scene when you meet, when you really meet uh, Huntress, right? And they do her whole backstory. And it's like, here she is. Her whole family was murdered. She was just a kid. Then she trained as an assassin. She's so badass with her crossbow. And then it's just her in the mirror practicing the whole, do you know who I am? <laughs> do you know who I am? And yes. I'm like, this is the gayest thing I've it's ever seen so in my life. Gay. I'm like, <laughs> she's like, uh, she's like a, um, a gay woman who's like, you know, I can like, I can build furniture, but like, how do I talk to a girl? Yes. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Like, literally. All, all I could see is every gay girl who likes to go out and dress like they're a Shane and try to act like they have this big player swag and then go home and be like, no, you're beautiful. I think you're beautiful. Yes. Uh, you want to go, sh- let's want to go out some, sh- let's go out some time. Yes. Huh? Like, Practicing in their mirror, their just like trying yep. so hard to like actually have the confidence that they try to put on. Yep. It is, oh my god. It is fantastic. I was like, you beautiful gay disaster. I love you. Yes. <laughs> she is so endearing. Even though she kills probably the most people in the whole film, she kills. <laughs> but Yeah, she does she, kill a lot of people. You know, vengeance. But also just her aesthetic. Yes. The bike. The bike, the hair. She's in a lot of like sport Sporty suits. gear. Yeah. Yeah. She's the sporty spice of the group. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she really is the one with the most talent. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. 
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> there's also this moment, it was cracking me up because I was watching with my mom. So there's a moment when Huntress is driving Harley Quinn, like Harley's like doing the roller derby with the motorcycle. Yes. Oh my God. I say what you're going to say and then let's talk about that some more. Harley says, whip me. And she whips her. And my mom just goes, every lesbian's dream. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? Like I was, I was like, oh, that's just a moment. And I'm like, my mom is like, this is so gay. <laughs> I I just love that that's one of the, you know, climactic scenes of this movie is this culmination of Huntress and her gay ass bike and Harley, Harley and, and her, her gay ass roller derby teaming up to, yeah, whip each other around the city. I mean, it is whip just... Me. Uh, <laughs> It's so gay. It's so gay. It's a lot. And I I appreciated all of it. Let's put it that way. It's so great. Um, And because she's like, so yeah, she's just right on it. She's like, here's my bike. Grab on. We're going for a ride. Yep. It's just like all all the queer skills just culminating. Can't you just... Can't you picture Huntress, like, picking girls up with the bike and just being like, oh, you have to hold on, like, really tight. Yes, and then afterwards it goes to, like, another scene of her being, like, in the mirror. Like, want want a ride? You (laughs) you want to go for a ride? Hop on. Like, (laughs) yes, I could totally see it. Huntress, Huntress, I think, is going to have some game. Is she, though? Is she really? I feel like she's going to try. That's why she's with Black Canary, because Black Canary just <laughs> thinks she's so cute. She does. Oh, she thinks she's she adorable. She thinks she's so cute. I love the two of them so much at the end. And she's like, I like this chick because she's Their insane. dynamic <laughs> is so great. Yeah, she literally goes, I love this girl. She has rage issues. <laughs> she has rage issues. It's not a fucking bow and arrow. It's a crossbow. I'm not 12. Oh, my God. <laughs> And then, yeah, there's so many moments at the end when Huntress kills that guy going down the slide and Harley's just like, and she's like, what? Harley's like, you're just so cool. They all appreciate each other so much. Exactly. And I'm like, they just met, quote unquote, like most of them are like not that close, right? They're either rivals or whatever. And the second they all team up to take care of this little baby gay, they're like, you're awesome. Let's have a sleepover. (laughs) Let's get tacos. Let's get Cosmos and and order a pizza. And I just oh love God. it. This little queer crew. They they are. They're such a little motley queer crew and I love it. Let's talk about the taco scene. Oh my God, please. So number one, let's get tacos. <laughs> just in general. Well, and that, that conversation, like I love, because Harley is such a... I feel like Harley's like being friends with a boppet, you know? It's just like random <laughs> exclamations yes. all the time. And so they're coming out of this huge battle scene that they just had. Anyone else hungry? I know a great taco spot. And then so I think it's Helena. I'm not sure who exactly says it, who just goes, I love tacos. And I'm like, don't, yes, you do. Don't you? Don't you just? Of I course you, you love tacos. Of course you do. And it also was a callback to earlier when her, when Harley mm-hmm. and her roller derby friends were there and they were all like making fun of her. And then she finally got to get tacos and margaritas with her queer friends. Just made me happy. Who doesn't love a good taco, Ellie? Yep. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's the end. No. <laughs> I w- Sometimes I really wish I could capture the 
expressive journey that your face goes on I do, in response yeah. to some things. I do have a good face. I'm like, that, I have a good... You have a great face. Thank and, you. And it had a great journey right then. Yeah, that was <laughs> quite, quite the journey. We all love tacos. But also, I just love that they're just like complimenting each other at this taco place. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I have been waiting for this. Like, they're all just sitting there telling each other how much, like, you're so cool, blah, blah, blah. And then literally, Huntress says to Canary, I really love how you're able to kick so high in those tight pants. I died. I died. I'm like, they're all complimenting each other and they're all saying this and that. And of course, that is like the, the first thing that Huntress calls out is she's like, wow, you're so great. And you were doing it in tight pants. And mm-hmm. I definitely noticed both of those things in equal measure. Yes. <laughs> Not like, it's great that you were able to kick so high. It's it's great that you were able to kick so high in, in those, those tight, tight pants. pants which I definitely noticed. Yes. Okay. I, I see you, Huntress. That's I what I'm you. saying. Like, I need, hopefully they're going to do a, another Birds of Prey movie. But I'm like, that scene is like the starting point of a beautiful relationship between Huntress and Black Canary. Like, mm-hmm. that was, like, their first flirting scene. And then we and just then get cut off. And to fight crime together in, like, matching outfits. I mean, come on. Ugh. And come it's, on. like, Renee's already there with them. Like, she's going to be, like, of course we're all gay. Do you think that's... A, is a, are we getting into ships? Is this a thruple situation that you're shipping? Or do you ship primarily No, I primarily ship Huntress and Black Canary because okay. their chemistry is off the charts. We didn't talk about Cassandra, though, really. Our little okay, baby let's- gay. Let's talk a little bit more about Cassandra. I mean... Well, because the big thread of this is really, like, Cassandra sees Harley, okay? Who, in my opinion, is, like, a fully-fledged older queer. Mm-hmm. Okay? And she literally, like, one of the first things she starts saying to her is, like, how do I be like you? <laughs> And she's talking about crime, quote unquote. But like, we know you're talking about like, this is this baby gay who's like, please teach me the ways of the gay. And Harley's like, yeah, I see gay in you. Like, let's bring it out. Here's a hyena. Start there. (laughs) Yeah. And when they're both sitting on the couch, like eating eating their cereal. They're so cute. They're so cute. And then she takes her under her wing as like a protege. I know. She goes, I took the kid as an apprentice. And when they're just in the car and they're both like eating the egg sandwiches, I'm like, they are so comfortable with each other because they're both gay. Mm -hmm. And that's all. And I just love that. I love that dynamic between the two of them. I do too. I love this whole queer Motley crew. They're so great. They're a great, they're a great crew. Actually, I'm like, I love all the queer women in this, but I have a huge gay male ship. Oh, of course, because it's like the unspoken secret of Birds of Prey. Roman, Sionis, and Victor Zaz are fucking. Yes. Oh, 100%. In like weird ways, too. Are like choking each other out till they black out. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but that's what they're doing. We know this. We've seen it. No. But, like, they are. They're, like, they 100% they are. are. And what's so funny is, like, it seemed like they were teasing it leading up to the movie. Like, Ewan McGregor and and whoever the guy who plays Victor's as are, like, totally on board with this. And, like, have literally come out and said, like, they're totally together. And they do nothing with it in the movie. And it's so obvious. And it's so there. And they're just... It's that low-hanging gay fruit. It was right there. And they just... They just did nothing with it. There were so many clues, though. Like, they did things with it. Here's my thesis. (laughs) Roman and Victor's as are gay. 
I'm Here, so ready. Here's my supporting argument. Number one, Zaz is always jealous of Black Canary. Constantly mm-hmm. jealous of Black Canary. Like, Black Canary shows up and <laughs> and Robin try- is trying to show off his weird masks, whatever. And the entire time he's trying to show off, Victor's like, pay attention to me. I'm going to keep talking and tell you all these things that are <laughs> happening because you need to stop hanging out with this girl. He should have tried wearing tighter pants. I hear that works. Right? <laughs> And kicking people. Yeah. So that's one. And then that other scene, like, they're literally, they're so close to each other. And he's like, we've got the girl. Like, we've got Harley. And they're, like, literally, like, nose to nose. And I thought they were going to kiss. But, like, Black Canary's (laughs) in the room. And I'm like, they're so close to each other. The sexual tension is insane. Unreal. And then the even to Zaz's last breath, all he is talking about is how much he loves Sionis. Loyal to his detriment. Loyal to his literal death. Yes. He literally says, that's why he needs me to look out for him. That's why he needs me to take care of him. That does not sound like your bodyguard or your like sidekick. Like that is your husband. Yeah, he didn't even have time to add like a no homo on the end or anything. <laughs> no homo he needs me to take care of him sexually (laughs) yeah no they're they're 100 supposed to be together it's weird that they didn't make it explicit because they heavy heavy heavily queer coded uh in general right and then they just don't ever really go there i don't know yeah they're they're definitely together but yeah they i mean i think they're the strongest ship in the film like no joke They are the strongest. Uh, That's not a good showing for barrier gays, though, then. (laughs) I know. True. They are pretty bad people, so. They they do skin a lot of people's faces. There's that, sure. So, maybe not the same. But. Okay. But, yeah. And especially with the queer coding, there was, like, another scene where Sionis is, like, asking that girl Erica to dance on the table. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. And then he makes the dude get up there with her and And take her dress off. off. But the thing that I love about it is that. He wants her to take the dress off because the dress is hideous. Like, think about, like, he doesn't want her to take the dress off because he wants to see her naked. He He's literally like, that dress is hideous. I would never yes. have picked it out. <laughs> like, get it out of my sight. <laughs> I'm like, this I is... I mean, he's he's a pretty well-dressed, snazzy guy. Yeah. You know, he's this got is standards. straight-up metrosexual gay man. Yes. 100%. Can we please do get out over our female ships, though, now? Yes. Yes, we can. Okay. Let's do this. Damn. All right. So... I will say my top ship is Huntress and Black Canary, but I also ship Harley and Black Canary. Okay, fair, fair. And then hardcore Sionis and Zaz. That's just like, they're together. There's really no one else in the picture. What about you? I definitely could see Huntress and Black Canary as probably my top ship. I just feel like they'd be so cute together. They'd be so cute. I I can totally imagine, like, I feel like Huntress tries so hard to have a tough persona that she 100% does not have. Oh, not and at I all. And I feel like Black Canary does, but also just likes laughing at everything instead, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, I feel like they would be really funny together because I feel like they would be that last scene all the time of, like, Helena trying so hard to be serious and then and then Dinah just laughing in her face and being like, you're so adorable. I know. <laughs> um, but I do also love the Birds of Prey thruple at the end. I could totally see Renee getting in on that action. I don't know. I could see Renee getting in on it, too. I feel like she deserves something. You know, her ex really screwed her over. 
I know. I just feel like there's somebody else out there for Renee. I don't know. But yeah, her ex sucked. That was yes. rough. But also, we don't need to get into it. But I'm like, Renee was an alcoholic, so her ex left her, like, clearly. But I could see a throuple. My also argument. Just, they, they, all, they got all their cute little outfits on. I yeah. know. I need a Birds of Prey, like, full. Yes. Full, oh full movie. For me, it's like, Huntress and Black Canary would be cute and perfect. Harley and Black Canary would be interesting. Yes. I feel like it would flame out pretty fast, but boy, would it be a wild ride while it was going. Yeah, because, like, clearly there is some sort of, like, back and forth there. Black Canary, like, still cares about Harley. But it's, like, Harley is so unpredictable. She also needs someone, like, sort of evil. Evil's the wrong word, but you know what I mean. Chaotic. Chaotic, yeah. Yeah. And also, damn, I need this Harley Ivy thing. Harley and Ivy are such a good pairing because they Ivy, are. because Poison Ivy is a scientist and Harley Quinn is a psychiatrist and they're both just going to be like so like cerebral, but also crazy and like, oh God, I need to see this. <laughs> <laughs> so actually I just ship Harley and Ivy. Get us that film. Great. I'm here for it. Yes. All right. So ship names. Well, yeah. Right. I was going to say, because here's the problem. Is it bad that for Huntress and Black Canary... <laughs> The first thing that I thought of. Countress. (laughs) It's definitely Countress, and now I can't think of anything else. It has to be Countress, but let's, um, hmm. Buntress? Buntress. Bluntress. Bluntress. Um, We could go with their real names, too. Helen. Helena and Dinah. Uh, Heina. Delina. No, I like Countress. It's it's Countress. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what about Harley and Black Canary? Quinary. Dark. Darley. Ooh, Darley. I like Darley. Also, I know we didn't put Harley and Huntress in as a pairing, but I, I want to put them in there only because I would argue for their ship name to be Bert and Arley, and I love like it, it a lot. I love it. <laughs> if they work together, then I'm down for the ship name. So, Huntress and Darley, that's what that's what we have for Yes. We got some good ones. And uh, Roman and Zaz. Ooh, Roman and Zaz. Zaz. Uh, I love the last name Zaz. Yeah. Zionaz. Zion. Yeah. That might be the best we're going to get. Zionaz doesn't really distinguish itself enough. Mm. Zionaz. I think that's Zionaz. it. I love Zionaz. I love it. Hot, hot, hot stuff right there. I know. All right. It's time for our Q and gay. Are you ready? Q. 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 And, 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 and gay. gay. I'm this so is ready. honestly going to be the best part of this episode. <laughs> All right, here we go. First question. What degrees have you completed? A, high school, B, bachelor's, C, master's, or D, I've got a PhD, motherfucker. I got a PhD, motherfucker. <laughs> I just I just wanted to, you know, throw that one. Throw I appreciate that one you giving you. that one to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question two. Who is your favorite bird of prey? A, Huntress, B, Black Canary, or C, Renee Montoya? That is a very difficult question. It's really hard. I'm going to go with B, Black Canary, because I obviously appreciate the killer voice. I knew I knew you would. And the pants. And Tight just pants. Everything. <laughs> yeah, she's hot. <laughs> All right, question number three. Have you ever destroyed your ex's things? I have not. Neither. I always kind of had pretty good relationships with my very few number of exes, so... I also have never destroyed my ex's things, but also just because, like, I don't know. Like, if I never, like, would want to set fire to something. It would scare me, <laughs> you know? You do not belong in this movie then, Ellie. Yeah. Maybe I'd, like, throw them in the trash. 
there you to get go. rid of them. But I don't think yeah, I could like go wild. I don't think Woo. I could explode a, a power plant, you know? <laughs> uh, question four. What is the best fight scene in Birds of Prey? A, the confetti gun. B, the sprinklers. C, the fun house. Or D, Black Canary beating down those two men. I just love the, like, phrasing of the last one. Black Canary beating down those two men. She Um, does. But the best fight scene visually is Confetti Gun. That scene is is, sick. I still, having just rewatched some of it today, the the whole Sprinkler Harley's fight scene Mm. in in the prison, I think, is pretty crazy and the fun house ha- is like its own whole thing. i know I don't, I don't know how i would pick I all don't think the I fight could pick scenes are amazing in this film they really are yeah all right question number five what would you do with the bertinelli diamond money a buy a new wardrobe b go on a vacation c start and fund a crime fighting team or d get the perfect egg sandwich Oh, an egg sandwich does sound really good right now. But like also going on vacation now that we've been in quarantine for Sounds a while. Sounds real nice. Sort of tempting. So I'm going to have to choose B, I think. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> I do love a good bacon, egg, and cheese, though. I mean, who doesn't? I love. I'm also like, before we finish this film, I just love this movie. I'm obsessed with it. It was so well made. But I love the, like the New York aspects of it. Like they made it. Gotham City is usually New York. But like mm-hmm. this felt even more New York, especially the bacon, egg, and cheese, which you will never get a better bacon, egg, and cheese than a New York bacon, egg, and cheese ever in your life. You just can't. So I relate. I relate, Harley. You killed my sandwich. <laughs> it, it, it is a true film moment right there. Yeah. It yeah. will be studied for years to come. Mm-hmm. The symbolism of that egg and cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think to conclude, Birds of Prey is gay. Should have been gay. Should have been gay. Should have been gayer. Should have been gay. Is a little gay. Yeah. Should have been been gayer. gayer. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. Yes. (laughs) Can't wait for the Harley Ivy (laughs) spinoff. Let me hear you say hip, 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 we're gay. We love hearing from you and building our community. So we want to shout out some of our favorite things each episode. And I would love to shout out this week, Sam, who has emailed us quite a few times, recently discovered the podcast. Loves our should have been gay for Mulan. We do too. And also sent us a picture of them cutting their own hair. Hair looks amazing. You got to get that quarantine haircut. So we just want to shout you out. Also, if anyone else is shaving their head during quarantine or doing any sort of crazy haircut, send us your pics because I love to see them. We also want to shout out all of our patrons. I mean, I know we're going to we're going to read our Lesbian Jesus patrons and our King Princess patrons right after this. But um, we just had another watch party, Les Central's watch party for Portrait of a Lady on Fire episode coming up soon. And we were talking when we were recording uh, before we were recording this, Ellie and I were talking about just how. It's been really nice. I mean, I know the lockdown, you know, there's there's a lot of bad going on right now, but having a lot more virtual events for us has we've actually really enjoyed just getting to meet more listeners and and you know, like see more faces and get to know more of all of you. And we it's just that's for us that's the best thing. And so we just wanted to shout out everyone who came to the watch party, everyone who's been coming to all of our virtual events um through all of this. It's just we have so many more faces in our heads when we record these episodes now and uh, it's it's hard to explain how much that means to us so you're all awesome we we love you all and thanks thanks for hanging out we love seeing you in those little boxes we do (laughs) we'd like to thank specifically our lesbian jesus patrons tanya ferguson jess klaus danny griswold sarah and julia 
Carrie Ann Lawrence, Mark Foster, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Audrey O'Connor, Alana Rosen, Kayla Kelly, Tarek Leeson, and Jacqueline Rose Nishino. Welcome, Jacqueline, our newest lesbian Jesus. And we would love to thank our King Princess patrons, Lizette Stye, Amy and Ellen, and Leah Headley. And our sponsorship it patron who did come hang out for Portrait of a Lady on Fire with us, Wendy K. Bartlett. Love you, Wendy. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Let's Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Make sure you subscribe on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, and that way you'll get new episodes as soon as they go up. We're also posting videos on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash pod to catch them. We will definitely have our Portrait of a Lady on Fire song up in a few weeks, so you want to be ready for that. If you want to help support the podcast, there are a couple different ways that you can do that. The first, it's free, it's easy. Go on the Apple Podcasts app, leave us a rating and a review. A, we love reading the reviews, and B, it helps other people find the podcast. If you want to support us financially, you can join us at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We actually are six patrons away from 100 patrons, which is absolutely wild to me. We have also, like Lee said, loved hanging out with our patrons. And if we have time once quarantine is over, I think we would both love to do more virtual events with everyone. So We've been building a lot of great community there, and we hope that you'll join us at bit.ly slash lespatreon. And for all those Zoom hangouts or, you know, other Zoom hangouts that you might be on, if you need some cool, hip, queer swag and shirts and sweatshirts and tanks and anything else, you should head on over to bit.ly slash lesshop. You can find all of our merch. We are going to be trying to put up some new designs for Pride Month so that we can all enjoy our virtual pride. So keep an eye out for, for some new stuff going up. You can find me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at LSH Foster. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.